Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. This is IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have a bunch, a bunch of stuff coming up. We finally have a release date for ukulele, um, and as well as a bunch of exclusive, or I wouldn't say exclusive features, but new features that are coming to the game for the Switch version. Um, we also have confirmation that the Kellogg's Mario Amiibo cereal is a real thing. Yes. Well, can you believe it? I know. It's <laughs> insane, but I'm excited. We actually have one coming to the office as well. It's going to be very cool. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, a small game that's coming out, or is out uh, now. It's called Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I'm very excited about. I've been playing it for a little bit. And then we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Splatoon 2 update that just happened over the break. But before we get to all that, I'd like to introduce our panel here at NVC. You'll start right over here to my right, joined by Mr. None Other Than Pear Schneider. Hello, Mr. Philip. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank Thanks you. for having me back. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you here <laughs> joining us. How was it's like your surprise? How was your break? Uh, it was good. We yeah. did the whole turkey thing and everything, and I played uh, a ton of games, uh, mostly for the other platforms because we need to, uh, uh, you know, catch up on Game of the Year votes, and so I want to make sure I played everything, um, and uh, played a bunch of board games with the kids too. It was good. Awesome. Yeah. Now I'm super tired because I was on vacation. <laughs> nice. Now you need another vacation. That's apparently. how it works. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
And over here to my left, we have Mr. Brian Altano. Hey there. Hi, Philip. Hi, everyone else. Hello. Oh, hello, guys. Brian. Salutations. I, too, played a lot of video games over the Thanksgiving break. Uh, game of the Year is coming up, and it's important to catch up on everything, which is exactly why I played eight hours of Skyrim <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. I did not expect I'd be doing that again. I downloaded two cross-country flights in, like, four days. I downloaded it right before, and uh, I just jumped back in that world. I hit the giant in the leg, and the Mastodon trampled me, and I stole his cheese and meats. It's just nonsense. I Indeed. love that stupid game. I'm so happy to be playing it again. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing that to myself. Yeah. I mean, Skyrim will do that to you. Yeah. It'll get its hooks back into well, if you. Play a little bit more. There are only about 120 hours left. That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna keep this. Um, I'm gonna keep this Mister Train going and introduce Mister Zach Ryan right over there. To that is, yeah. that is my official title, Mister Train. Uh, Mister Train. <laughs> That's what they call me, yeah. Mister Train. Um, and I've got good news Sequel. for you guys that are holding out. Uh, Wolfenstein Two is a very good game coming to your Nintendo Switch sometime Ooh, next oh. year. I finished that over Thanksgiving break. Uh, wow, does that game do some just insane stuff? And I'm very surprised and glad that it is coming to an Nintendo I, platform. So. I haven't met one person that hasn't liked that game. Seriously. Uh, that game is Nazis amazing. don't like it. That's true. Nazis, Nazis, hate, Nazis that hate that game, game a lot. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that it. game is insane. And yeah. the, like, the writing and performances are probably among the best that I've seen this whole generation. How it's surreal is it going to be to play that on like Nintendo's handheld for the whole family? It'll be very strange. Yeah. I, I mean, Doom works, but this yeah. is like... Rather than shooting nondescript demons in the face, you're like just murdering actual human people left and right. I mean, they're terrible people, so it's fine, but yeah. So I actually, like, I know we have a whole show plan. I wanted to say real quick, I, uh, when I was playing Skyrim on Switch on my flight, there were like two children behind me, and there's a lot of parts in that game where you just run up on people and just really smash them good with the axe, and there's blood <laughs> everywhere, and you, when they hit the floor, like, you hit them again to make sure they're not dead, and it's vibrating very loudly, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, like, just dying everywhere, there's blood splashing everywhere. And I was like, should I like pull it in a little bit? <laughs> With the kids like standing behind you going like, go hit it, yeah, mister. Take the head off, mister. Yep. Uh, yep. I need you guys to help me make a very important life decision today on the Nintendo Voice Chat. Let's do it. Right I now. think you should uh, buy a Nintendo Switch. This is the place. Excellent. Reaffirmation that I needed. Uh, do I need to buy Skyrim on Switch? Because I've played... Well over 500 hours of that game since it came out in 2011, oh and uh, I've beaten the campaign multiple times. I feel like I've seen everything there is to see, but something about the portability of it really attracts me. And that's, do I need do I need to get that game? That's again? what did it for me. It's the quick save stuff. It's being able to just jump in. They just hit a button and you're in there and you're playing Skyrim. So you're it's, saying yes? See, well, uh, well, to me it was sort of like I finished I finished Breath of the Wild. I finished Mario Odyssey. I you know there's big games coming out, but like Skyrim is gigantic and it's yeah. just it gives me that feeling of like I have a vast open world in the palm of my hand on a six hour flight. So like, the thing about yeah and the thing about Skyrim is like having it sort of on the back burner on my Switch is very appealing to me because it's like well I can if I have 20 minutes to I kill somewhere that. it's like well I can just jump in and do one quest or something. Yeah and it's save anywhere right like yeah, it's a yeah, great game yeah. for that but it's like I feel like there's so many great games out now you know yeah. like you could be playing all these big games. I mean, just open world wise, you know, like I, I'm trying to finish AC and Persona 5 and all these games. And Good they're news. Huge. Yeah. Like Xenoblade coming out. And soon. then Xenoblade <laughs> yeah. is coming out. And that's why I'm holding off on Skyrim. I feel like that's like yeah. my rainy day game where like come March, if there aren't a lot of big games coming out, I'll, I'll go for a Skyrim. What about yeah, Far Cry 5? Yeah. What about Far Cry 5? That comes out at the end of February. Yeah. Probably playing that. Oh. So what you're saying is Foos Road, duh, I should get Yes, it. I think I you think, should. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've named some really good games Terrible. like AC and Persona and Far Cry, none of which you can play everywhere like you can on yep. Switch. So All right. I think well, it makes it, and you can scare the children on the plane. That's, that's always good. Have, right you played, now, have you played the DLC at all? <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Oh, you played I've done all of it. everything there is to do on yeah. Skyrim. Eat the cheese, mister! <laughs> <laughs> There's two separate conversations happening. Sorry, everybody. There was a giant chasing me through that world after I stole his cheese and i was just like <laughs> and it's i'm on an airplane it's just great but you're yeah. you're you define yourself as a cheese thief in that game because yes. when we previewed it at pax <laughs> brian was like hey look at that ogre <laughs> steal his cheese man he's gonna hate that it's like one of my favorite right. previews ever was that when you got hit with that by that ogre he just pinwheeled <laughs> 
I like, by the way, how we stayed on topic for exactly I know. 30 seconds. I'm yeah. so sorry, Philip. No, no, it's take, okay. Take I'm it getting used to this take now. Us, take okay, us back this now. is the form. Bring us back. It is, it, is, it is on you to grab us and be like, all right, all right. All right, on it. All right, children, everyone. Gather around. Back to the main topics of the show. Let's bring it back to a little game called Ukulele, which, like I said, we did get a release date for the Switch version. Um, I'm very excited about this. I know a lot of you guys are as well. Um, here in the, on the panel as, as well. Um, uh, so it looks like we're getting, uh, ukulele on the Switch on December 14th, mm-hmm. which is right around the corner, just yeah. two weeks away. Now there are actual improvements coming to the Switch version of ukulele that aren't found on the other consoles, which I thought was really interesting. Things like improved shadows and improved camera controls, which I know that a lot of people were complaining about the cameras a little funky. Um, and also, Platonic had a little bit of help from Nintendo alongside Unity with implementing um, these sort of improvements and getting Ukulele running on Switch. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think I had no really idea cool that was a thing. That's Nintendo, really cool. yeah, literally helped them do it. Um, but another interesting fact is the game um, on its own runs docked 900p mm-hmm. and then undocked 600p, but it'll actually scale um, up to 1080p when you are playing docked and 720p when you're undocked. So they're taking the uh, the Bethesda method of, yeah. of kind of yeah. putting that stuff behind. Behind the scenes and allowing that sort of fluidity of, of uh, peas. Making, make it making, making, sure, of peas. making <laughs> sure it runs smoothly. I still wish, you know, developers gave, gave you an option where you could optimize frame rate. Like some games do that on the Pro, mm-hmm. yeah. PlayStation Pro, for example. Yeah. yeah. Because like I do, I mean, it is noticeable on a big TV when they, when they drop you in resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this but, doesn't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll really, see. this game is a little bit more simple looking. It's yeah. not like a striving for realism. So it might be okay. If you're watching the show, uh, not listening to it, uh, if you're listening, we'll describe it, but we're seeing gameplay right now. <laughs> Now, and it doesn't look blurry like Snake Pass did, which was a, no. a Unity game, a 3D platforming Unity game. Obviously, a lot less taxing this because it, you couldn't fly. It does look a little framey from time to time. Though, yeah, which is a I, bummer. What I'm interested in is this is a game that for the longest or for its entire life existed in a pre Mario Odyssey universe. That's exactly what I was going right. to say. And now I just finished. I, I'm done with that game. I have every moon is is is, is defeated. Uh, you should watch my video on the eight most frustrating moons to see how tough some of those were. Spoilers vary, and yep. uh, I'm interested in how this plays. I'm one of the people that held out on really getting into this game. I played Did you get to play it at all? Or no, yeah. I played some preview yeah. events. I played at PSX last year and some PAXs and stuff like that. But um, I I waited for the Switch version. So I'm I'm the same way. So mm-hmm. and I, I waited for two reasons. One is it felt like I mean it, it is basically like a, a banjo kazooie yeah, right. like game banjo, in yeah. in sound motion and gameplay right mm-hmm. it feels like a, a banjo game but it's also a game that like when you see it running on an Xbox one or a PlayStation 4 it you can tell this is a this is an indie game it doesn't tax the system right. right it's not like even up there with like a Mario Odyssey or anything like that it's it's a it's a simpler game and i feel like this will actually look really nice on the small screen yeah you know playing it on the switch on the go i think it will feel like a next gen banjo kazooie more so than when you're playing it on your PS4 and like a 70-inch TV. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting you say that. Uh, Grant Kirk- Kirkhope, who did the soundtrack, he also did the soundtrack for Mario and Rabbids, all the old banjo games, like yeah. old-school rare guy. He was tweeting about this game and how happy he is for it to come to Switch, and he, he pointed out that this is made by a very small team. This is effectively an yep. indie game. This is not like a triple-A platforming game. Um, but it's weird because Mario Odyssey was kind of the most banjo mario game yeah in, cer- in terms yeah. of like quest mm-hmm. structure or lack thereof powers and all you know that, yeah. yeah just kind of throwing you in a world and having you collect stuff uh and not breaking that in sort of pausing the game and pulling you out and just letting you continue to go um i'm interested in this game i definitely want to give it a shot uh it's cool it's gonna sneak in before the end of the year too uh our very own marty slivers gave this game uh seven out of ten mm-hmm. uh for on the other platforms and if it is truly optimized for switch then maybe we made the right call holding out because maybe we'll see uh a warmer reception here than yeah. on other platforms and that's not to say that a seven again a seven out of ten on the ign scale is good not great um so who knows it could it could be a real winner on He's, this platform he didn't play it, um i've played a little bit of it um when it first came out but i like you guys am waiting for the switch version like right. that's exactly what i'm excited about it just feels it, like it, it belongs yeah. on an nintendo right. exactly yeah, so, yeah. And, and it looks you know, like it does anyway with the fact that it's coming out now in a post mario odyssey world um it, it is a little unfortunate but at the same time there are i feel like people out there like you brian who are done with mario odyssey at this point or at least ready for a little bit of a 
break that maybe you want to try something like mm-hmm. ukulele. And it's coming out right before Christmas, um, right before the holiday season. So I think that it does have a good chance of doing well. Like it'll, it might do okay. So yeah, yeah. this was like suddenly a very noisy quarter for mascot platforming games. Yeah. Like yeah. they all just ran in at the same time to hang out yeah. with Mario. Thank God cool. for Bubsy. I mean, I was worried that it was just going to be Mario Odyssey, but I was hoping you wouldn't reveal IGN's game of the year. Having just like that, having so, Sonic yeah. and Bubsy back was yeah. definitely <laughs> there. There it is. No, I mean, obviously are, it's, it's great bad, to see. It, it, I, bad man. I think it's bad great to have day. platformers back, you know, yeah. uh, I, I want them to do more new things though. You know, that's the important part. And, and, uh, you know, Cuphead certainly married like platforming and shooting. And that, that was, yeah. that was cool. So, uh, you, ukulele from what I've seen though, it is, it is banjo. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I, I wonder how a traditional 3d platformer stacks up to a post Mario world, because I think the smartest thing about Mario Odyssey is that the capture mechanic allows you to play seven different mini games. You yep. know what I mean? It's like multiple different play styles encapsulated in each of these kingdoms. And so, mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what ramifications that has on people's perception or reception of, yeah. of ukulele when you have uh, one move set throughout an entire, you know, however many worlds there it are. It evolves, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get yeah. more moves. But uh, you guys play Cameo when that came out, remember? Oh, the man. elements Cameo of power? Was, that was yes. a capture game, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you could change your powers. And, yeah, you know? it just had the most garish art direction. Yeah, I just couldn't. Weird. I couldn't. I'm oh, not. I, I, still, still, uh, I still I enjoyed art it. school. Oh, I'm Brian <laughs> Altano. Well, I'm glad one of us did, because <laughs> that team didn't. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, this, I have, no, I love old Rare. Cameo was one like developer. started the dip. You open it up, man. That was, I know, I, that was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> I set him up right. and he knocks him down. You know That's, what I mean? All right. for, for the record, this is what I'm doing with my art degree. So <laughs> not much. Nope. Um, okay. Well, bringing it back, um, let's move on to the Kellogg's Mario Amiibo cereal. Now, this thing, yes, yes it, it was rumored, heavily, heavily rumored. Um, there were apparently some leaks of the box itself on the internet, and someone on Reddit actually got a hold of one of those, or a box of cereal as well. Of He's the, eating um, it? I don't fell, know if he fell off the truck. It, but he uh, warehouse. He gave out some interesting details before it was like officially announced. So that was really cool. So it does work. It functions as an amiibo in Mario Odyssey, but it's more of just like a generic amiibo. You don't get any special costumes. You don't get like a little bowl of cereal. It gives you like coins and hearts and stuff. Coins like that, and right? hearts. It helps you with like um moon find, finding moons and stuff like that when you give it to the little amiibo guy. Um so like that's cool. That's a really fun interesting thing um that they're doing. You're going to put it on your shelf pair? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put vanilla cereal in my shelf. All seven regions. I said I said that like I'm being sarcastic. I'm totally putting it's that an box amiibo, on my shelf. Right? Yeah. So technically it's, uh, I mean anything can be an amiibo. The whole box is an amiibo. Yeah. It's not Well no, it has no. A, it has an NFC. But it's not a, it's not there, a specific like so dependent box to box. It's not like you scan it and it's like, "Oh, this is the No, Bowser so it amiibo, knows right? it's a, it it says in the game that it's a delicious amiibo. Right. So it does recognize it as a unique thing, That's funny. but it's not unless they update the games, it doesn't have any specific power right now but like that opens the door for more of this stuff right where we, you can scan items you buy so max and i talked about this on up at noon earlier today and we went to uh safeway which is a grocery store here in san francisco to buy a cake for our guest janina Kavankar because it was her birthday when we were there <laughs> plug, 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 this plug, is a walk <laughs> when we were there we noticed that nintendo has partnered with a bunch of cereals right now to give away switches and if you don't get a switch you get nintendo points hmm. those cereals include grape nuts mm-hmm the children's least favorite cereal in the world. Well, not so anymore. This, not anymore. No. So this makes so much more sense. This is a straight up like children's Saturday oh, morning cartoon right. breakfast cereal. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. What is Safeway? <laughs> it's a it's a I'm supermarket chain here in the Bay Area. There's there's that's all. where we lost you at Safeway. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> well, he he insulted Zach's grape nuts. Gotta so go fast, it. man. Look at that picture of uh, Sonic for inspiration. Um, it's coming out on December 11th. That's when you'll be able to find it in stores. If you can find it, I guess we'll see if it's going to be flying off the shelves. It will be flying off. The yeah, shelves. I wonder if this is that the the same sort of like collector's mentality where people will line up outside of grocery stores to get this sugar cereal and in the same way that they hung out for an NES classic. Like, Listen to how Sam, Sam Claiborne yeah. this yes. morning was already like, oh, I can't wait to get this cereal. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> Sam, you're a grown man. Like, here's, Why do you want this child's cereal? I would never. Here's why I know it will. Listen to the way Philip prefaced this story. He was like, we got leaked information <laughs> about <laughs> a cereal box. From a cereal yeah. website. So, wait, yeah, from yeah. a cereal website. Our so, super yeah. cereal spies are out there in the field <laughs> looking for your cereal news. Our cereal the number one expert. site. 
first cereal news. Oh, there is man. one. Um, no, I'm really excited for this. It has uh, the marshmallows in it that are shaped like the question blocks and marshmallows. <laughs> You're oh. totally going to eat it. Yeah, you? there's a maze on the back. Does anyone care if it tastes good? No. Like, that's what I want to know. I mean, do well, any of those? I mean, like, Lucky Charms ain't good. What? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Lucky Charms sugar. Is great. What if, what if this cereal came out and then, uh, Brian put all, all the weight back on because of the sugar smacks. He's just trying to collect the amiibo. He is out there. Keep it locked. Good. It's crazy because this is like the one cereal in existence right now that even if it tastes horrible, it's still going to be flying off yeah. the shelf. Yes. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you, you know what Kellogg's tastes like. Like they have a lot of different cereals. But I don't know what those yellow enjoy eating question them. marks taste like. Like you little know? marshmallow like question chalky, marks. Little chalky marshmallows. Like yeah. Little, yeah. And also that being expand a, to this size uh-huh. when they milk for long. Being a child is all about buying cereals that don't taste good so you can get the toy that's inside them. True. That's a huge component. Is that still a thing? Is there still like They don't a, really do cereal toys anymore. They're yeah. mostly mail-ins or like, you know, they they you know, get an iPhone game or something. It's But now sucks. the box is the toy. Yeah. That's I what just a time I, to be alive. I love the cool idea, idea of scanning a giant cereal box <laughs> against my Switch. That's yeah, so that's bringing the it on thing. the airplane. And just <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the box, is there any indicator that's like the NFC yes. chip is yeah, here? It'll okay, be, so like you can just cut yeah. that out and stash on the back it, so. it has like well this yeah. box is an amiibo scan okay. area yeah, okay, it tells cool. you that you can like take the your joy con off and then just put it on the side of the mm-hmm. box and okay that's yeah. how it works yeah. you know the good news is you can just go to the store and go wink right well, that's a walk good, by that's and scan. A good yeah. point that's yep. right we'll have to do a let's oh play yeah there's the amiibo way. scanner there yep. if you're watching yep. yeah the back of the box is so cool yeah the lower right corner of the back of the box if you solve the maze and puzzles it's awesome that you can put this stuff in cards you know obviously you guys remember the e-card reader where you could you could put optic information on there. I was playing Drop Mix over the weekend, mm-hmm. the board game that Harmonix made. Yeah. And like, there are cards for sound mixes that mm-hmm. you p- uh, place on this it's kind essentially of like big stems pedestal, on right? cards, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's the same kind of concept. It's just awesome that it can be so small and so cheap that you can build it into packaging now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just love that anything can be an Amiibo. Yeah. Like, it's it's that giant Yarn Yoshi foot, or it's yeah. a figurine, but, or it's like a Skylander, or... So, so now imagine they do that with Animal Crossing on the Switch, right? Like, where you literally, you go to the store and like you can scan items into your house and yeah 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 really, neat. really imagine animal crossing cereal speaking of animal crossing oh. um let's touch on that real quick it looks brian like way. <laughs> brian brian way um it looks like animal crossing has um over 15 million downloads and it's becoming one of the most downloaded mobile games um that's incredible that's really cool i've been playing a lot of it i think i'm level 16 now mm, i'm about there too i think i'm like 16 or 17 we're probably children. It it's, here. it's got yeah, but it's got a long way to go until it wants to compete with like you know Angry Birds or Clash of Clans or anything, right. uh, any of these games that are in the hundreds of millions of downloads. But that's a good start for them. I am yeah. level thirty two. Brian's double the level thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. Brian was texting. How much me money have you spent on this game? Nine dollars. Wow. Yeah. Brian was impressive. texting me pictures of all these different critters that were showing up at his campsite over the weekend and I was yeah. getting very jealous because it's like a skunk and like an alligator with a Mario shirt. Oh, there's an like, Italian alligator shows up. There's a gorilla that's like, build a weight bench at me in your apartment so I can come over. Like, that's weird. It's a weird <laughs> thing to ask me. Yeah. The thing that I like, it's been an interesting ride with my time with Animal Crossing because I, Initially, I really loved it, and I was really playing the hell out of it. I've dropped off like pretty quickly, right, like yeah, now. So I was playing all day the first few days that it came out, and now I'll log in in the morning on when I'm on the bus to work, and I'll log in at night before I go to bed and mm-hmm. just do like a couple of like little random things. But it, it got to a point where everything was taking super long to craft, mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to. I spent five bucks to buy the starter pack. Um, just because I was enjoying the game enough that it felt like it warranted the the price of admission. Want to give some back? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, that being said, like I, I I'm a sucker for like seasonal updates and things like that. Oh. So I'll jump in and do like a good Christmas costume. And well, mm-hmm. you're just I, in time because they just launched that. Yeah, right? today. Yeah, just, yep. it just launched today. But uh, I I will say that it is it lacks. A lot of what I love about Animal yes, Crossing, it really sure. bothers very me. Very condensed, very small. It it really bothers me that uh, the writing isn't unique to each character. Like you'll read canned things from character to character. Like some characters will just straight up say the same exact things, but have different s- suffixes at the end. You yeah, know? Like, and it's like that's that's the charm that I love about Animal Crossing on 3ds or on game going back to the GameCube mm-hmm. game, and it just it that portion is sort of missing for me. So I think that that's what what deters its longevity. Yeah, I I will say that the uh, obvi- obviously this is not New Leaf, not even close, mm-hmm. right. you know. But this is a fun distraction to have on your phone between. It's you not know, even Happy Home Designer. Yeah, no, not even yeah. that. But um, I think it's got enough of the core elements of Animal Crossing to keep me checking in every now and then. Uh, that said, it's kind of finicky in that it doesn't you don't really feel like 
you live there. My main complaint with this game is that your campsite, at best, with the best, most expensive furniture you can get, um, and by that I don't mean actual money. I, I did what Zach did. I just threw it some sympathy bucks because I was like, I've, I've played like 20 hours of this thing already. Here's mm-hmm. nine bucks, you know? Give me KK Slider and Tom. Exactly. No- that's the that's the, the deciding factor for why I spent money on it because I was like, I want KK I, to come to my camp. Can I tell you what sucks nice about guitar. that? You can't have KK and Tom Nook at your camp at the same time. I'm sorry, I don't like Tom Nook. Well, I put him there. I put both those chairs there, and the game decides when it wants to have yeah. one of them there and when the other. And yeah, that maybe sucks. it is. Does especially because it's something you have to buy. A guitar for if, you? Because no, he just kind of sits there in a director's chair, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting that money." Hey, right. Uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to plug one of my favorite IGN things of all time ever. Uh, back when I was producer of Up at Noon, one of the very first episodes that we did, Brian did a rant to camera explaining what Animal Crossing was, and it is one of the funniest things I've Thank you. ever seen in my life. We'll put it in the show notes in the description for the show. But yeah, that was so good. No, this is like it's given me a lot of opportunities to just like poke around how stupid and goofy the, the world of Animal Crossing is. It's yeah. such a, it's so like rife with like comedy and just nonsense and i kind of love it for that um i will say in terms of like a a structure to make money for nintendo uh I'm mostly getting by without having to spend anything. Like yeah. I feel that the loop of gameplay here of like finding stuff in the town, giving it to villagers, getting some cool stuff in return, building some furniture. Um, it's not a traditional Animal Crossing game, but it very, very rarely makes me feel like I have to go and spend some money. Right. I I think it has the spirit of Animal yes. Crossing. Like it definitely feels like an Animal Crossing game, even though it is so different. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just think that it's so smartly implemented to be such a casual experience where it's a game that I could pass off to my girlfriend um, who doesn't really play video games mm-hmm. and she's actually having a great time with it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I love that aspect. Try to but pass it, Animal Crossing off to my girlfriend that doesn't play video games. And so she said, why are you playing this child's game? Uh, really? Nah, you I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. I'm curious, to, to, say see, congrats. Like, I'm, oh, I'm curious cool. to see what happens to the game over time now because the, the top grossing games on in the app store are games where the developer first of all, treated the game as a service and released new content for it, but then also tweaked the monetization yes. formula. And they, you know, the biggest guys have machines. They release a new element or they change a price point and then the system automatically reacts to mm. whether people drop off or spend more. And so we'll, we'll see if um, if Nintendo is as, I don't know, I don't want to say evil, but yeah. is as calculating as that or if they're um, a little bit less, yeah, uh, and I'm, less I'm, involved. I'm finding the stuff in this game that's sort of like evocative of an old Animal Crossing game in that I'm expanding my camper which is sort mm-hmm. of like paying nook for a bigger house and stuff like that but at best your your home which is your campground always just looks like a like a crappy yard sale like it's just like stuff thrown about outside there's no walls or anything yeah. like that so all that stuff is weird but i think if they start adding cool new items like animal crossing is a game that sort of uh ask you to return a lot and and find things that are seasonal and play at different hours and for a, a, a phone game like those go hand in hand perfectly so I'm excited to see this grow I don't think it'll ever grow to be anything like what New Leaf is but yeah. I think it will be something far more interesting than what it is now mm. if you look yeah. at Mitomo like that really turned into something big, but it started with something that wasn't really interesting to begin True. with. You know? Yeah, and I will say that UX and UI wise, I think that the game is is brilliantly yeah. crafted. I yeah. think that the way that it plays, the way that you navigate through mm-hmm. the menus, the way that you jump from mm-hmm. island to island or, or area to area, I think it's very smart and very accessible. It's cool to tap on an animal that's like halfway across your campsite and then all of a sudden you're engaged in a yeah, conversation uh-huh. with that one. And it's like how why doesn't the other games let you do that? Listen, yeah. bottom line is I've been giving you all dudes a bunch of kudos. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody trying to get help me get into the quarry, and I, I don't I've been doing good that, on my so. kudos part here. Yeah, well, I've been doing pretty good. A little more, a little more, a little that. more handshaking from that. you, gentlemen. I got to get in that quarry and get some of those rocks. So. That's true. Well, right, Zach, I'm excited about Animal Crossing. I'm excited to see where it's going to go and how it's going to evolve as a mobile game. But I'm also really excited about Aces of Luft, Luftwaffe. You're gonna have Luftwaffe. to help me. I tried pair air weapon. You're it's you're the, the one with the, the German the names here. <laughs> so yeah. yes, you and I have been playing a little bit of this game. Um, it's a really really fun local co-op experience. Now, um, you've been telling me a little bit about how some of the pilots have different characteristics. Different yeah, it's pretty cool. Have you guys started it yes, yet? Yeah, you played yeah. it? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, so like, just it, yeah. for, if you haven't played it, it's a 2D shooter, you know, top-down shooter with little airplanes. Think, think 1942, remember mm-hmm. that arcade yeah. classic? But of course, uh, the Nazis have UFOs. 
And uh, it's it's a game made in Germany. You're fighting the Germans, though. And uh, you, you play as these kind of like almost American GI caricatures or, you know, pilots. Uh, and uh, you have, in addition to your airplane that you have at the center you control, you have your co-pilots. You have your squadron around you. Mm-hmm. And they help you and back you up. And what you're seeing, uh, huh. you know, if you're watching this, you're seeing some of the co-op. You can play four-player co-op. But even if you're playing single-player, you have other squadron members around you. And they have personalities. They'll comment on stuff. They have yeah voice acting and they can wig out there's one pilot who sometimes gets so mad he goes crazy and he just he goes berserk and shoots at everybody but he can smash into you and destroy your ship yeah i really dig this game it feels like a like a really beefed up super nintendo game almost bullet hell yeah bullet hell right and there i I don't think there are enough of those on switch the neo geo you know aca ports those are cool but a lot of them are very dated and the progression is sort of based on like pumping quarters into an arcade this is this feels like a game that works on switch we don't have enough shmups on the system and this one this one's really cool yeah like this has skill trees you can like level up your characters i guess is it leveling up yeah you can yeah. Uh, you can spend points on on uh, getting more right. powers I'm, I'm only a couple missions in but yep. yeah i've seen like that character that goes angry he's kind of like a wild card in your squad which is pretty cool yep. there's another one that just falls asleep when he's flying yeah and you have to wake him up and the the, the, <laughs> the uh you know one pilot uh she's afraid of heights yeah so whenever you go to higher heights in the level she goes all right i'm out and she what? disappears and you're like now you're down one person. Why does she sign she was, up for that job? Say, that's well, that's the terrible. Joke. Yeah, that is the yeah. joke. Okay, okay. Like, why are you? So you guys pilot? played co-op. What's that like? It's cool. I mean, uh, it, it. Look, th- this is one of those games uh, when you, especially on the higher difficulty levels, there are a lot of bullets on screen and there are a lot of airplanes on screen. Like, it really. I mean, it's just a ton, and you'll have to kind of nudge your way through. So it can get pretty chaotic. I haven't tried four player yet, but it supports four player local. Um, but even in two player, it's like, ah, where am I? Right? Gets pretty frantic. But uh, it runs really nicely, very turnkey. Um, you know, really, really cool game again from a from a tiny, uh, tiny little team. No sign of slowdown or anything. Yeah, I mean, there's like the, one, yeah. when there, when there's a ton of stuff on screen, sure. it yeah. does chug a little bit, but overall, it runs like a thirty. Cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, I at the beginning of the show forgot to mention this is going to be another two parter for you guys. Uh, we're breaking the show into two parts. The first <gasps> part was this like the Titanic here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, second part, uh, we're going to be talking more about Xenoblade Chronicles Two and the Splatoon Two update. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back for round two of NVC, uh, and this is the part where we talk about Splatoon 2 and Xenoblade, and because we're talking about Splatoon 2, we are joined with our resident Splatoon IGN expert <laughs> here, Miss Lily Zaldivar. Nice. Yes, sorry, I had <laughs> I to get it. that double check. I did it to you. I, I owe you an apology. I put it in your head, and I knew it was going to happen. You would, you would go to say her name, and you would say, you would, like, in your head, it'd be like Zanzibar. But that's not her it's, name. I'm sorry. It's Lily Zanzibar Zoltar Zaldivar. Yeah, right. You guys yep. should know, we've just been calling her Zanzibar and Zoltar in front of Philip, so that's that's yeah. all that happened. It's okay. Yeah, you it's guys fun. know why yeah. I'm here? It's well, Splat Lily is here. Well, I mean, so... Yes. Outside of Splatoon 2, you're just like a very wonderful person, so it's nice to have you on the show. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. 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 But nice you do love the hell out of Splatoon 2, I so do. let's talk about that. I do, I do. <laughs> uh, should we... Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I mean, there was a big, massive update, mm-hmm. um, update 2.0, I guess, right? Well, this one's the first one out of like the two um, major updates that are coming. The first one, which I personally think is the biggest, we got mm-hmm. a new stage, which was um, Make a Mart. Which yep. is like one of the biggest stages I've played on. Big right. supermarket, right? Yeah. They're like visually really interesting. Yeah. yeah. We got, uh, new music, two new bands, Ink Theory and, um, Bottom Feeders. Mm-hmm. Two old levels are coming back from Splatoon 1, which are, uh, Arrow, Arowana Mall and Wally Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Wally Warehouse. Yeah. 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 So they're, cool. they're coming back, too. which is like such a great thing. We got new hairstyles, new, uh, gear that's coming in. One of them looks like a Coke bottle, which a lot of people were expecting on, um, Thanksgiving Day when the first update came out, but I guess it's coming back. I think the second update when Clam Blitz, the new yeah. ranked mode, is coming. Oh, nice! So we and should we got, talk about that afterwards. But like yeah. the uh, the there's, big one, yeah, you're kind of burying the lead. Yeah, there's I mean that's the, the lead. This is the lead on. for you. Hold sir. on, we've got drum, drum roll. She's setting the we tone. We can change gears and weapons. <laughs> oh my goodness! Finally, <laughs> we can. I uh, never thought this day would come personally as a Splatoon fan like i never thought we'd be able to change gears and weapons uh in in between games and now that option is there 
I think it's a bit, I, it's, I think it's a big deal because I think the design, it wasn't that the design team couldn't implement this. Yeah. It was, I, I do think that the design so cool. team felt that they didn't want this feature. Yeah. Like I think they wanted, they, didn't want you to be able to swap on the fly and adjust and, you know, um, like yeah. see what your opponents would favor and then switch up. They, they, they didn't want that. And I, and I think fans asking for this feature changed their minds because they, in past games, they had added it. Yeah. Right? Well, they didn't yeah. add it for Splatoon, like the first one. They Splatoon didn't add 1, it, at all. it got added later, right? No, it didn't. Not at all. So it's not even there. We had a swap feature in, what was it? Maybe it was just in Splatfest, I right? Think, yeah. In yeah. Splatfest, you yeah. can, but not in like regular mm-hmm. mode. And now you can do it in, ranked league solo spot fest and uh regular battle yeah so which i think is like the great like one of the greatest things ever because if i'm playing with friends like i don't want to go and like exit the lobby then change my gear and then go okay hold on let me wait until you finish the match and then, and then i can jump hopefully back in, jump yeah. back in. Right. because that i don't know about you guys but that frustrated me the most where i kind of just quit playing unless there was a spot fest that's the main factor yeah and it's like when you're playing you know in some of those modes because the the kind of the the playing with friends features aren't great right still not and i'm hoping that's the next target that they set themselves to improve that and so once you have your team together or you have found a couple of players you really like and you're like oh man i i want to switch because i want to upgrade this other weapon that i haven't been playing with and then you lose your team and you have to start all over no, this is uh, this was uh, this was hard fought. It's great that they added it, and uh, I think it makes for a better game. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think the ability to counter uh, different weapon setups and loadouts is is makes that game exponentially more playable. Uh, and then adding what three new maps? Yeah, because like that was the thing for me. Well, there's that, a fourth one that's coming up yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's sort of what made me hang it up. Was like I was I haven't played Splatoon for a very long time because I was just tired of those maps. Yep. So it's it's really cool that we get some new well, new areas. You did play. like Salmon Run too, though, right? Yeah, Salmon, so there's new life yeah. for Salmon Run. That's yeah, there's, true, a yeah. New, there's a new stage for that. It's called a uh, Salmon Salmonite Smokeyard. Yeah, which uh, delicious. You like the Smokeyards? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I haven't spent and, a lot of time there since college, but yeah, yeah, a little. Uh, it's got a little platform elevator thingies that you got a, a spray and it's yeah. kind of like a two-way split stage. Mm-hmm. I do I do think that like Splatoon 2 still needs like there's still a lot of like items that it needs to improve on just like mm-hmm. now there's a, a I think about almost 20 maps and I think that they should now implement like three maps or do like what Mario Kart 8 does which is where we vote on what map like the three map choices or yeah. a random one. Yeah. So there's a lot that Splatoon 2 still needs to improve on but I know that the past weekend I played with a lot of the NVC podcast forum people Yeah. and it just seemed like um, this huge update like revitalized the love that a lot of people had with Splatoon 2 just with the whole gear change and weapon change that personally just changes the game yeah. for me and for a lot of people. So for those of us that are lapsed Splatoon 2 players like myself, uh, well, you jumping hopeless, back in, but other players, yeah. What's that? No, just kidding. I was, I was saying you're hopeless. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm bad. I'm bad at most games. But um, jumping back in now, is, is it a good time to jump back in? Or are, there, are you seeing a lot of new players? Because like I don't want to get back in there and just get smoked every round. You know, well, like, Is it only pros that are playing now? Like, No, no, no. I mean, I play as... I mean, I'm, I'm only level 21 because I personally just stopped playing unless there was a spot fest sure because i'd play as a team or with a friend but now i think it's perfectly fine to still join in and you'll still have a lot of fun right that's interesting i'm not i don't think i'm too far behind you then i think i was at like 17 or 18 also also a lot of people do private matches now like a lot of the podcast forum people like they'll just do a private match and it's a lot of fun because you can change like you could do a turf war um rainmaker splat zones or whatever the Mm -hmm. last one is right uh tower control right like you can pick whichever ones you want to do and people will be like oh let's do chargers only or let's do like other stuff so you kind of improve with other people sure and then when you go back into regular mode it's a lot more you know casual and fun if you have if you have enough friends, you know, obviously they have all these kind of custom options and it's easy to pick what you want to play. Yeah, I'm it's, out. Yeah. it's a lot of fun. I would say it's a <laughs> mouth then. I don't have all. Yeah, no, it's a great oh, time to jump in so. with this new update. I mean, like part one is out right now and then we're getting another uh, part two to the update, I guess, or yeah. a second update sometime in mid-December. So that still hasn't, the release date for that hasn't still been announced, but it's bringing in a completely new mode, Clan Blitz mode, which sounds yeah. like it's going to be a lot of fun. So everyone's going to be new to that. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? Yeah. You got to jump that's into that. Point with everyone um not to mention all the new like switches that are going to be out for, for you know Christmas. the holiday season yeah. all the new switch owners a, mm-hmm. i mean think so. about it that's a that's a really sizable update for december and 
By the way, there is still Zelda DLC coming. Oh my yeah. December, right? Let's not forget that yeah. there is a big update to Zelda coming, and then there's this big update to for Splatoon coming. We've got our weapon switch. Now we're getting a completely new mode, which is. It's a, it's a little bit like a mixture between Splatoon and Pac-Man. You got to collect the yeah. shells uh, in in the level, and then you got to toss them at a at a basket, basically, right? Yeah, and the, it's really weird because when I was watching the like trailer, it looked like if you gather a certain amount of clams, it turns into like this weird football. Oh, it becomes a super shell. Yeah, yeah that's right. the one. Super shell football. Same so there's thing. there's like that, right? There's a barrier around the score. Correct, yeah. yeah, and so you need to collect the the clams, I guess, in order to break the barrier, yeah. and then then you're allowed to score with. Yeah. So you need thing. the super shell to yeah. break the barrier, and then you can actually uh, save the clams because otherwise you can lose them. <laughs> when you <laughs> save the clams, <laughs> when, you're, weird. when you're running around the level, you, your butt's basically dragging all those clams behind you too. So it's you know it'll be fun. I'm excited that yeah. there's a new mode, and like the best part about it is that this was all free. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, with this huge the update, it's just shocking. But the the thing that I was thinking about was. Um, what does this mean about online? Like when we have to pay for it in practically maybe like a month or two, we have to pay for online with Nintendo, don't we? Well, they haven't. They say they're rolling out their online infrastructure in 2018, but I don't know that they have set a specific date. 2018 for Nintendo never means January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somewhere quarter one, quarter two, yeah. maybe three, maybe four. Right. We're, s- we're still waiting on the details for that, but I do think you bring up a good point. I mean, like, what does that mean for the future of like Nintendo Online? You know, are, are we going to continue to get massive updates like this for free while we're still play- uh, paying for the online service? Or are we gonna, you know, have to pay for more content like this in the future? I hope not. I think it'll be built into the plan. Like yeah. I honestly think we will see longer updates for Splatoon as long as it's still viable and people are playing yeah. as part of this paid uh, plan. Yeah, I, Just, I yeah. mean, they really delivered on the whole uh, idea that they were going to continuously work on this game for two years. That's what they said, yeah. and I really, I mean. If this is what they're delivering, it can only really go up from here. Yeah. They said they said that they would roll out updates to the game for the first year and that Splatfest would continue for two years, right? Well, they're doing so, a great job yeah, for a year. Yeah. That, this is pretty impressive stuff mm-hmm. for less than a year out because this game yep. came out in June, right? July. Yeah. July. Yeah. It was just after Summer. E3, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like makes you makes you think about other games like, you know, what if they apply this formula to Smash Brothers, right? Like you bring Smash back to the Switch or bring out a new um, Smash and then you support it like that for a long time. And yeah. we've seen, obviously, Smash Brothers, we've seen Amiibo releases, we've seen some, you know, uh, some some character releases and all that in the past. But, like, what if there was something where certain stages show up at certain times? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, the, really idea, cool. I'd love the idea of... of- Using Super Mario Run as a template and saying like, okay, here's a one-time fee. You pay your sixty dollars, fifty nine ninety nine for Splatoon two, and then whatever updates that that come out with that, you're more than welcome to have as long as you're online with us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's a nominal fee, if it's ten twenty dollars for their online subscription service, and then each game that you buy, you get all of the DLC that comes with that game. Like that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's hope yet for the Nintendo online plan. I'd so. just like to know what that is. <laughs> so, anytime now. One day. I think it's going to be a very, very big topic next year. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the first year was all about establishing this machine and showing that you will get the big franchises and you will get lots of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're about to talk about another one coming back, but like just again, like this is the year where we got Splatoon, Zelda, Mario, Pokin, Mario Kart 8 re-release, like the, you've got Fire Emblem Warriors, like, there are a lot of games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm really excited to see what happens next year when online is one of the big stories for Nintendo. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be interesting to see how the games just get more invested in online too, so. Um, yeah, yeah, but just as Pear mentioned, we do have another gigantic release for this week, and it's called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, this is a game that I've been looking forward to ever since it was announced, um, not too long ago, I guess, earlier this year. Um, so it's, it's incredible that we finally have it, and, um, I've been playing it for the past week and a half now. Um, none of you guys, unfortunately, have been able to. You've been playing it for a week and a half? You're, Uh, I think it's about a week and a half now, yeah. We haven't gotten it yet, but, uh, Where's my code, man? Our reviewer, uh, you didn't review it. It was Le- uh, Lave who Lave, reviews yeah. a lot of uh, uh, RPGs for us. Yeah. And would like to give it an 8.5. Great. Yeah, he did what, an what excellent job. I th- I think uh, he, that's a really fair score for this game. Yep. Um, 8.5 makes a lot of sense. Um, I, myself, 
probably would have scored it, you know, similarly as well. I think it has, I mean, this is a gigantic game. Xenoblade, um, obviously stems from, you know, Xenogears, Xenosaga. There's a whole Xeno series going on if you're new to this whole thing. Um, but you don't have to have played any of those games to really appreciate what's going on in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, perfect. Because, yeah, it's, it's its own essentially standalone story, but it takes a lot of elements from the previous, um, games, things like, you know, the concept of blades, which are essentially people or or what look like living things but are essentially weapons um so um and then drivers are the people who control those weapons who can sort of manipulate those weapons so it's very cool there's a lot of like relationship building stuff that you would find in games like persona 5 um but my yeah lots of relationship building stuff not quite as deep as persona takes it but you still have to do that in order to get stronger um and it doesn't get too annoying either the game kind of like really introduces that to you so it's Um, a little bit like how Final Fantasy kind of there is a different story told every installment they each exist right? in its own like right. it used to be before 15 it was always you know airships and crystals always yeah. figured in the story and there's certainly some elements that we return but it's yeah. you can start with this and you don't have to worry about anything right? right yeah you can just jump into this game totally new to the series and, and really just appreciate it now there is kind of I would I would call this a big learning curve here, but it's worth it. It's it pays off if you stick with it, um, because the game is so big. There are so many different layers um, to the combat system, to the way exploration works, to the way side quests works, um, and even just like leveling up, getting stronger in the game. It, it just constantly is teaching you. Um, even like as our reviewer said, you know, up to fifty hours in the game, there's still like tutorial menus pop that are popping up, um, and that's totally true. Like I myself, I, like I said, I've only had it for week and a half but i'm about 15 hours in um and i'm still getting tutorial menus that yeah i mean that, that's that's i feel like it's not an uncommon thing in jrpgs today because uh, even yep. up through the 25 30 hours in in persona 5 i was oh, yeah. getting tutorials it's like here's a new game system introduced. you didn't know about and yeah. having previewed this game uh earlier this year at pax uh, the stuff that that the way the battle system looks halfway through this game like the things that you can do in that battle system it's yeah. so complex and so deep that for them to to just have that out the gate would be so overwhelming that I, I'm thankful that there's 20 hours worth of tutorial to kind of introduce oh, yeah. yourself to it. So I love the art style. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. See, Keep that, thinking Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. It does look a lot like Skies of Arcadia. I, I think the art is really cool. I think it, it's really crazy to think about this as like a on a portable system, yeah. like especially some of the, the draw distance in some of the bigger areas that I've seen. Yeah. Some of the character design just completely astounds me. I don't understand what the deal is with some of these characters. Like it's like just the the main character, what Pryor, Pyra, Pyra. Yeah, she's just like so overly sexualized, and none of the other characters are. It's so like yeah, incongruous they, to everything else. It's very strange it's, to me. It's very. But strange. it's like here's yeah. this teen boy, and then this like very like curvy like hyper sexualized character that he runs around that's weird but yeah, i mean you play some more fire emblem and i mean yeah, and other I japanese yeah, role playing I, games I, I get that and yeah. i'm sure that the the censorship squad is going to come after me for saying this kind of stuff but it just like at least in those games there's a there's a common thread to the way that the characters are designed across the board like they all look they're all yeah. very sexy yeah but in this game she just sticks out like a sore thumb to me and i uh-huh. think that's a little strange but now i want to see this <laughs> I, I can't imagine it. There, there I are some. I just want to see you judge Censor Squad. Oh, the, oh you oh, want the Censor Squad? Yeah, no, I, I hope. Just kidding, they, I'm not. They, I'd rather not meet they, any of them. Thanks. They follow. They follow Zach around. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, <laughs> when when you're out in this game, when you're out in the overworld, it is. Re- it feels really big. Like the scale feels yeah. huge. And yeah. You'll walk around. You'll walk past a couple of small enemies with a low level, and then suddenly there's this giant thing at a really high level. And if you mess with it, you're oh, screwed. Yeah, you're done. Right? It's a one hit kill. The, yeah. the game is is doing similar things that Zelda did, right? Where you can get yourself into big trouble if well, you're not careful and you're not humble in is, that world. Is you know? it the same way that it works in uh, Chronicles X in that uh, there's indicators uh, above each enemy yeah. that tell you what what level you're dealing with? Yeah, yeah. That shows one you the of the things, Okay, yeah, because one of the things that was nice about Chronicles was like looking at that game and looking at an open area and then seeing like, oh, that's a level 75 swamp elephant or whatever. I'm going like, to go this nope, way. Nope, like, nope, yeah. nope, nope. Swamp right. elephants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, what what you touched on um, with what you were saying, Zach, the, like the combat system, that's actually my favorite part of this game. And I think it will be for uh, most people who play it because it's so elaborate. Now it comes off, it starts off simple. It really does. Like it's an auto attack system similar to games like Final Fantasy 15 um, and 
other games with auto attack systems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, as you play, it just teaches you like these new mechanics and, and it gets so, deep with how many different like abilities you can chain with each other um mm-hmm. with different blades um there's different uh arts that you can learn that have different effects like toppling which has mm-hmm. always been a thing in the Xenoblade um series but like that kind of stuff doesn't un- even unlock until like I just unlocked it on mm-hmm. hour 15 so sure. yeah i mean it's just very um surprising with what they were able to do with what looks like pretty simple when you when you do watch it it really does open up um and become just unlike anything that i've ever really played as far as an rpg is concerned you're gonna stick with it oh yeah yeah this is a game i honestly didn't think that i would finish something like this but it's grabbed me like it's pulled me in um it didn't take very long for it to like like i said before there's a learning curve but i'm really happy um that i stuck with it because i think that if you do you'll appreciate this there's it's a beautiful game it's it's quickly becoming um a lot of people's favorite game this year that i know have played it even more so than breath of the wild hey which is weird careful i know easy tiger weird sacrilege i didn't say it was mine i didn't say that lily do you play rpgs or sometimes i mean the last time the last one i played was final fantasy 15 and after that it's been a while but i mean i'm pretty much captured by like the footage that i'm watching and i'm like i'm pretty invested in this yeah and i know that um if i ever encountered an enemy that's like way above my level you just hear me go nope nope no 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 bye i'm (laughs) getting out of here and i really want to play a game like that where i just get really immersed and i play the character in my head yeah I think I, I, I think this is the last like big game of 2017 for me. Like I think uh, of the list of things. Well, anybody? Needed, no. Well, no, but I mean like just personally. Like I know a lot of people are sort of in this rush to finish a lot of stuff before the end of the year. And um, to me, it's like this is the last thing that I really want to sink my teeth into and try to finish before the year's out. So I'm glad that it's coming out right at the beginning of December. It'll yeah. give me some time to really think about it and try to get at least a majority of the way through it before uh, game of the year voting happens. So I sort of know where it lays yeah. on my list unless something crazy happens on the back end. But yeah, yeah de- I'm definitely going to start playing it too. I, I mean, I have 80 hours of persona five left. Same from <laughs> oh, everybody's saying, yeah. <laughs> okay. however long that game is. But uh, yeah, I, I do want to get a feel for this game as well. Can- hey, but what if persona five came to switch? It's difficult because Sony <laughs> co-financed that, right? So Persona wasn't on the Xbox. Persona 5 would be awesome in portable format, and it is not a like visually so taxing that it can't be done. Like it, it can absolutely make it. Yeah, but that's a there. You know, Atlas is tied into sure. PlayStation with that. Hey, but what if all games came to Switch? What if all games <laughs> came to if? Switch? But what we if would, we would never talk to other humans That's right. on the bus again? I mean, uh, we would have like micro SD cards on micro SD cards. There you go. We'd scan our faces <laughs> with cereal boxes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. What's what's one uh, uh, other platform game that you would want to see on the Switch? Like, what's what's the first thing that pops to mind that you Cuphead. would want to take? Well, of course, it's Cuphead for you, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Destiny for me. Oh, yeah, yeah me too. Destiny. I think Destiny on, really? on Switch. Yeah. No, for me it was I definitely Persona would be right up there. And then yeah. I've always said Plans for Zombies Garden Warfare. That one's is too easy. Oh, that'd be it's so fun. Two yeah. or three. It just belongs on this platform. Yeah. You know? yeah, but but w- until, you know, when, when Splatoon gets boring, there better be a PVZ game in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I would yeah. like something, another shooter besides Splatoon 2 to yeah. seek my teeth. What about it. Doom? Yeah. Yeah. Then I but like si- I, I enjoy that one on like Xbox instead. Sure. Yeah. No offense. I, also like games like Civ. It would be awesome if they could figure out how to pull off Civ again on a console. Civ Civ Rev Civilization Revolution was actually a really really good game especially with uh, multiple players and you know we we don't have um, I, I feel like there's there's room for good strategy guy, uh, games on on. What about yeah, Mario like, versus uh, Rabbids huh? or Mario Plus Rabbids? Yeah, that's different though. XCOM I, I, that's more like Mario the Fire Emblem style strategy. Sure, you're you talking know? about like like, like ta- controlling would, massive squads yeah, and mean, stuff like that. I'll yeah. take FF Tactics and Ogre Battle and Tactics oh. Ogre and all that. Yeah, uh, if, they sure. brought, if they brought yeah. Tactics Ogre, let us cling together. Yep. Uh, I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like that would just they We'd they brought it to they brought it to PSP or. Uh, or Vita, I yeah. can't remember which. I think PSP a few years ago. Oh man. Yeah, or Ogre Battle, uh, uh, I, I want to ride my bicycle or Ogre Battle Killer Queen or, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no <laughs> Ogre Battle games are named after, uh, Queen yes. songs, songs, which is yeah. why saying any of those titles always sounds ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I know this yeah. sounds. Oh, are you talking about Ogre Battle? You person of lordly <laughs> caliber, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think besides Cuphead, I think the only two games that I'd want would be just like 
oldies but goodies, which are Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter. I think those would mm. be fun on the Switch. I know they're on. I know Sly Cooper is on PS Vita, but that's like I think Sly Cooper. Those 4. are both yeah, like they're, intrinsic they're owned, franchises. They're too, all yeah. yeah, but like yeah. I mean, this is in yeah. a world that we're talking. Oh, we're not, this is a very yeah, uh, yeah pie in the sky this conversation. Is like, so. If if things could happen. I'd want those three games. Weirder things have happened. You'd never right? see me. Yeah. Bungie never was see me again. Bungie was in the Xbox camp, right? Like weirder things have happened, but it is you know obviously like Monolith is owned by Nintendo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it, for anybody jonesing for a Xenoblade game, it would have to be a a rare like sale, but it has happened in the in, sure. the, in the past too. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, uh, there are a couple other news things that we are going to run down, um, just because I absolutely want to share the news. Steam World Dig, which is one of my favorite um, indie games ever released, I think, at this point, um, has almost sold ten times more on Switch than Steam. That is insane. Wow, guys. Yeah, that's that's good. incredible. Yeah. I heard you like this game as well. Yo, that is probably <laughs> my, in my top three this year. Like yeah. That game is amazing, yeah. and uh, if you haven't played it yet, yeah, over here. Zoltar, did you play it? It's so what? good. We're talking about SteamWorld Dig 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah. played it. It's that. so good. Do you like Metroidvania? I do. I really, and, okay. I do like the game. It's just that at a certain point, I can't afford all of these games and just buy them. So I have to, you know, Aww. ask them for Christmas and be like, hi, can I get this game? So I will get it. I will get it. I've seen a lot of people play through it and I really, really love it. But, you yeah, know, you there's only a certain great. amount of games that I can get. Yeah. Until uh, my bank account. Make, make sure gone. that that one's on the list because that is, it is. killer. So, yeah, and, and it totally list. makes sense to me that it's outsold on on Switch so much more so than Steam because it it feels like it's built for this console. Like, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if you're you know listening or watching this uh, and you're still on the fence, it's it's a no brainer. It's like a yeah. game you yeah, should have awesome. on your machine wherever you go and just play a little bit and ex- explore this world. It's just really really good. I played it obsessively. Yeah. Like I just could not put it down. Like it is such a brilliant game. Yeah. I was literally sad when it was over. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was like, my airplane has, game. There's a it kind of has an abrupt ends. ending. Yeah, yeah. it kind of has an yeah. abrupt ending, but uh, man, what a ride. Yep. What a cool, like, like, what a perfect way to dole out that feeling of progression and powers and like, oh, it's so good. Yes, yeah. I really like it. In we need more Steam World. Please make more of those, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll buy them on the Switch. Yeah. Not just the digs. <laughs> Um, and something else that actually happened over uh, the Thanksgiving break that was overshadowed by the Splatoon thing. It really was. And I know Lily's a little upset about this. Um, <laughs> is the ARMS Party Crash uh, mode, I guess, which yeah. is kind of like Splatfest, right? Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't call it like ARMS Fest or something. Which, uh, <laughs> it totally should have been called that. But uh-huh. um, it's kind of like Splatfest where you pick a side and they, ba- you know, you battle it out. So they did... Um, this battle between Springman and Ribbon Girl, and you pick a side, and then you battle against each other. And it happened like one, I think it was once every hour, every ten minutes within an hour, and it was it went on from the twenty second to the twenty fourth. And I'm just surprised that they announced this idea, and then they were like, "Oh, but wait, Splatoon two update," and then everyone just kind of yeah locked in yeah, on that. So got stomped, yeah. Yeah, but in the end, I mean, Springman won with 82% and Ribbon Girl got 38 So yeah. you can see that a lot of people really like Springman. Yeah. yeah. But they also got an update, too, with uh, Springtron, which is, um, it was the boss that they updated with. And now it's like, it's like uh, the Nega Springman, where it's literally... Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, but like Springtron is yeah. like red and black or something. Yeah, yeah that's but it's one pretty cool because yeah. if you play Springman and you get arms on him, like new ones, Springtron gets it too. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm so out of the arms scene, <laughs> <laughs> you, you arms people. I don't even know what it's you're only, talking about right now. It's like it's pretty cool that like <laughs> arms gets their own kind of thing. Yeah, so there's a very devoted, but, very small uh, arms fan base. Yeah, over a million sold. Certainly yeah. not that small. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I mean, just in terms of like the grand scheme of things, you know, like I think when the conversation about platform exclusives to Switch is happening, a lot of people are talking about Mario, a lot of people are talking about Zelda and Splatoon. Yeah. Not a lot of people are talking about ARMS as, yeah. as much as, as I think we would probably like to see. Yep. So then yeah. I check back in with it every so often. And, yeah, same and, here. Yeah. But I'm really disappointed that Ribbon Girl didn't end up higher on this, this, uh, chart here. Same but, here. I would have so gone sorry. for Ribbon Girl, but Splatoon 2 got me. I've, I fell in that trap. Yeah. And it's there. not going to stop now again. Zelda <laughs> DLC yeah. and Splatoon DLC in December. Yeah. And we're 
gonna be playing Xenoblade. So we'll see if Ooh. Arms does like Party Crash every month, like a Splatfest. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, hopefully, cool hopefully we see that um, expand and grow into something cool, and Arms hopefully, fest. hopefully some of you guys pick up Arms and keep that community going because I actually like that game. Me too. I do. Um, but yeah, let's touch over some new games releasing um, in the next week. Uh, so we all know Xenoblade is is now here. So go buy it if you want a good RPG. Get a um, big SD card if you're yes. if you want to download it. Yeah, yes, yes, can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on December 5th, we have Nine Parchments releasing as well as Caveman Warriors. Then on December 7th, we have Tesla Grad, yep. um, Phantom Breaker, Battlegrounds Overdrive, and Dimension Drive as well. And then on December 8th, we have Human Fall Flat um, and Vegas Party coming out. So Vegas, baby. Those are your new releases. Obviously, the <laughs> the in immense amount of Switch games continue to be releasing every week. It's Pretty ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I would say. I mean, definitely keep an eye out for nine parchments in that right, list. Yes. Right. Yes. This is the uh, the developer that made Trine, which yeah. was a great three player co op game. And this is a four player co op game. When you see it, it looks like a cross between Diablo and Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. If you remember classic mm-hmm. Gauntlet or Gauntlet Legends, there's a demo um, on the eShop. Right yeah. Now so too. download yeah. the demo. Actually, you can play uh, the demo four player. You're all uh, you're all wizards, mm-hmm. Harry. <laughs> and uh, you all, you know, you can switch your weapons, you can jump, you have uh, all these different powers, and you can you can level up through the quest. I think if you want to play a local co-op, this is a good one to look yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've only I've only played very little of it, but from what I've seen at events, it looks really cool. Yeah, right on. Um, and I think we might have just enough time for a quick question block before we close everything down. Um, this one comes from our email, nvc at ign.com. So if you have a question for us, definitely make sure you can email us. You can send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, whichever way you get in contact with us. Um, this week's question of the week comes from Rudy, and he asks, as members of larger gaming slash consumer electronics industry, uh, what are your opinions on the differences between practices between Nintendo and the big players? There are obvious comparisons made between Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, but given the scale and portfolios of each, shouldn't it be expected that Nintendo would take very different strategies? Does Nintendo's size affect its product rollout more than the average consumer realizes? Now, that's kind of a big question. Um, There's a lot going on there. But um well it depends on I mean if you think Nintendo is small it's not uh it's not yeah. Right? yeah Nintendo is a is a very big company and I think when you see a game like uh, the, like Breath of the Wild, it feels like this personal experience and it feels different from like these kind of like mega blockbuster games like uh um like Battlefront or Call of Duty. But it's not. That is yeah. a huge game with a huge development budget that many people worked on over many years. And the one thing that you um, that you don't always see about uh, uh, about Nintendo is how many times they throw away a concept. <laughs> right. They work on something. They play with something. They play with a control scheme. And they go, ah, it's done. And it goes away and we'll never hear about it. Yeah. Right? And so I think that is maybe one of the, the differences that you see is that they play a lot with game concepts and you don't see them. You know, surely EA cancels big games, like they cancel a big Star Wars game, we never see it. But I think Nintendo tinkers with these ideas uh, for a long time before we see something. Um, they're but, also, I would, I would also say that Nintendo doesn't necessarily, um, follow trends correct. as closely as like companies like Sony and Microsoft do. Um, similar to like how Apple operates, um, or how they used to operate, I would say. Um, they don't, they kind of are doing their own thing. They're always in their own world, um, experimenting with new ideas, just like how Pear said. And I think that that's really what makes them sort of stand out as the sort of gentle but fierce giant in this whole the toy makers, I mean, the, it frustrates right, some yeah, people, yeah. right? Like, I think uh, uh, achievements or trophies, that's one thing where everybody complains. How come Nintendo didn't do it? You know, Xbox did it. Sony did it. And, you know, the, the two big guys do copy from each other in all sorts of ways, right? Like, in, you know, I mean, Xbox avatars uh, definitely took a page out of the, the Me playbook, right? Like, the way these things are implemented. Um, and Nintendo kind of bucks that trend, where they sometimes just don't do this thing where everybody agrees, agrees hey, this is a great idea. Voice chat, right? Like, how many years has it been that we've yeah. played on the original Xbox Live and how turnkey, like, cross-game uh, chat was? And Nintendo just kind of bucks that trend. Mm-hmm. Those are the times where people are disappointed. But I also love that they're not the ones who go, 
hey, Battle Royale is this big thing. PUBG does it. And, you PUBG know, um, soon too. Fortnite does it. And like every, <laughs> like, let, let's be honest. <laughs> next year, Call of Duty is going to do it. And Battlefield is going to do it. Like this concept of the rings getting smaller, this, uh, you know, ba- literally Battle Royale from the movie, this concept is going to be in all these games. I don't think Nintendo is going to do it. Well, right? Nintendo- They'll do something different in Splatoon. So, uh, E3 this year, they did like, um, they did like the competitive scene where, you know, you obviously see PUBG and they have like this big arena. Um, you know, Dota does it, uh, League of Legends does it, where they have this big arenas and it's like a huge competitive scene. But Nintendo did it and it was like very relaxed and it was mm-hmm. ARMS and Pokemon Tournament and Splatoon 2. And Splatoon 2 was the only one where they had, uh, actual like different, um, countries that came in to compete, but it didn't seem very like competitive. It was very like fun natured competitive where, and I think that, you know, while Sony and, uh, Microsoft are bigger, Nintendo has their brand where it's very friendly and fun and they don't want to lose that. And while, and I mean, not saying that Sony and Microsoft, their stuff isn't fun. It's just that Nintendo, is fun and it's not like it may seem smaller because the idea of what they're doing has become smaller. Yeah. Sony isn't doing what Nintendo is doing. There's such different companies. I mean, revenue wise, Nintendo certainly is not a small company, nope. right? Like let's not judge the company by the Wii U era. Like let's look <laughs> at the Wii area era and, and they're so highly profitable compared to the other guys, right? Like well, the Xbox division is not always operating, uh, you know, anywhere near what Nintendo pulls down even during some of the rougher years. I think that the reason that we are enjoying the Switch era now is because of the success of the Wii era. Yeah. Like they can take a hit like Wii U because they are Nintendo. And that is ultimately what is different to me about their company compared to Sony and Microsoft and et cetera, is that they will always march to the beat of their own drummer. Like they, they don't necessarily, and you said this, but like they don't necessarily need to conform because, uh, brand recognition wise, loyalty wise, um, uh, innovation wise, Nintendo has always outpaced anybody that's come up against them. They ran so many people into the ground in the nineties and early aughts that, that they are a company that has withstood the test of time and is synonymous with video games. So I think that in terms of, and they know that, right? So I think that in terms of what they do differently is when people come to them and say, well, hey, Nintendo, it's time for you guys to consider this. Their answer is like, no, we're going to do what, what's best for Nintendo and what we think is the, like how we want to steer this industry. And we're not going to worry about what these other guys are doing. And the last, the last point I'll make is that Nintendo has been around longer than the other guys who are, who are yeah. still alive, the other sure. console makers. And so I feel like they've tried so many different playbooks. And, and when today you say, well, why aren't they like the other guys where they're building the most powerful console ever made, like, you know, Xbox One X, or they're building, uh, you know, like the, uh, the PlayStation 4 was very advanced when it came out at the time. And the Switch is not as advanced, obviously. And it is a lower price point at, at debut. Um, and, uh, but if you go back in time, the Super NES was the most powerful console on the market. And there are other, they, they've tried the strategy of partnering with Capcom to release Resident Evil exclusively on the GameCube, for example. And so I think they've done it all. And this is where they are at this, uh, current point in time. You're totally smiling. It's because yeah, it's not, it's not the most powerful, <laughs> but it is like the most innovative. Yeah. It's fascinating to see like, you know, from Nintendo's origins, you know, in video games, um, to like, at this point where they are now where we have these amazing switches in front of us it's it's crazy cool and i'm excited to see where it's going to go in the next few years as well and beyond um but that's our show this week thank you guys so much for tuning in um before we wrap it up completely uh pair where can people follow you at uh you can find me on twitter at pair ign cool very easy lily where can people find you at uh at cool cat lily z and the NVC podcast forum. I'm yeah, always there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And Zach? Uh, I'm on Twitter at ZachariasD. Awesome. And you guys can follow me on Twitter as well at Philip Mewson. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Get the cereal. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah, the cereal. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.